Today is Thursday, June 25th, 2015, and this is Radio Wave. everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. A friend of Medjugorje, the founder of Caritas, is in Medjugorje with the Caritas community. There has been a lot of activity in this week. Of course, the 34th anniversary of Our Lady's apparitions in Medjugorje is cause for great celebration. It's cause for also great reflection on why Our Lady's been with us for so long, and are we continuing to respond to her call? And so as we begin this broadcast, Joan's going to begin by reading the messages that we received earlier today, once through Maria and through Ivanka. And just before I read the message, just before I walked in here this evening, I was reading a feedback from a woman who was writing about how she was really away from the church and that Medjugorje brought her back to the church. For many years, the messages of Our Lady have touched her heart and led her deeper into the spiritual life. And she was marveling at how many times the words that would come on the 25th or the second of the month or other times when Our Lady's given messages, how much they were paralleling her own spiritual walk and how much that made her feel so much closer to Our Lady. Well, without a friend of Medjugorje in the studio tonight, we... We're speaking about putting together this program, and we were using a recording that a friend of Medjugorje made in Medjugorje, and the theme of some of what he was speaking about was joy. So we were making decisions about this program today using that theme of joy, and we see in the message today that Our Lady led that theme into our hearts because that's part of what she speaks about today. Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's June 25th, 2015th monthly message to the world. Dear children, also today, the Most High gives me the grace to be able to love you and to call you to conversion. Little children, may God be your tomorrow and not war and lack of peace. Not sorrow, but joy and peace must begin to reign in the heart of every person. But without God, you will never find peace. Therefore, little children, return to God and to prayer so that your heart may sing with joy. I am with you, and I love you with immeasurable love. Thank you for having responded to my call. That message was through Maria, and this message was through Ivanka today. The visionary Ivanka had her regular annual apparition today. The apparition took place at her family home with only Ivanka's family present. The apparition lasted four minutes. After the apparition, Ivanka said, Our Lady gave us her motherly blessing and said, Peace. Peace, peace. And so we're going to go now to a friend of Medjugorje. This is the founder of Caritas, Ed Carit in Medjugorje, speaking to our Caritas pilgrimage group. So you've been living here with the community of Caritas. This is what we live. This is what we do. We gather in the rosary every day as a group. Everybody cancels their doctor's appointments. We center our whole day around the rosary. 
We start our morning prayer at 5 to 6 a.m. All the providers and the single consecrated, which is Ruth and Jason. And, and when the others get out of high school, they decide when they start coming out to the field because it's a lifetime commitment until, you know, the, the, the girls get married or whatever. Then they, they got the kids to deal with. So we don't even tell them you have to go out in the field after high school. They decide. They may wait a year. They may wait three months. We discourage running out there immediately. Because once you start there sitting in the rain on cold mornings or in the snow or whatever it happens, you're there. And there's no lounge chair. There's no picnic. But we have to have that because who we are and what we do in our life. So we, that's our first prayer, 5 to 6 a.m. We join together at 7 a.m. and do another set of prayers. And then we do a, a rosary at uh, 11 o'clock now. When time changes, it's 10 o'clock for 11.40. We're on our knees when our lady comes to earth. We've been on our knees for 30 years every single day, never missing a day when our lady comes to the earth. Because we hold it as a very sacred, holy thing that Our Lady comes to the earth to bless it. That Why would we not acknowledge that moment, a special moment of the day, by preparation for 20 minutes of the rosary? But what's happened, Our Lady says, I want you to pray until prayer becomes joy. The biggest joy of our day is our daily rosary. And uh, you have people that come there, y'all been there, and... Uh, on many occasions, and it's not a reverent rosary. It's not a rosary where there's deep contemplation. Our daily rosary is such joy for us because the kids act up. They bring the horses, they bring new baby piglets, they bring chickens, they bring everything, they bring the eggs. And, it's, and our, our rosary really is such a joy for us. And we never contemplated that prayer would, would be like that. We didn't contemplate prayer could be that way. But don't you think the Virgin Mary no baby does not make you smile. It may learn something, and it's so amazed at itself that it amazes you, the joy they have. And so it's contagious. Our joy, our, our rosary is really a joyful time of the day. The little kids, the, the newbies, are learning new things, and, and they bring just a, a, a usefulness and a joy to our life. We smile sometimes at different families that will come to visit the community that have never been around us before and they'll have their children at rosary time and they'll want to make a, a good impression on all the community. So they'll have their children on their blankets and make them kneel next to them. While real, real all well of our behaved, children. <laughs> very well behaved. And uh, while our, all of our kids Hand, are running hands, around. <laughs> hands folded, hands folded on your knees. Yeah. So, um, but we had to learn cognition as well here in the community of, of what our lady, uh, would like to see with the, how you teach your children how to pray. And there's one story that those of you who know Caritas, know a friend of Medjugorje, know this story. It's a, a favorite one of ours, but it illustrates so much the motherhood of Our Lady. And it happened that a friend of Medjugorje with his wife, Annette, went to visit Maria and her husband, Paolo, shortly after both of them had had a little boys. Uh, they were probably two, three years old at the time. Joshua, which was a friend of Medjugorje's son, was about two, three years old. And then McKelly, uh, Paolo and Maria's oldest boy, was about the same age. So they just had a, a three or four days together. And on one occasion, they went out for the afternoon to Milano, and they were gone all day. They were had the kids doing fun things, went to a big, huge square with lots of pigeons, and the kids were just running through all these birds and having a good time. And then Marie wanted to get the boys a uh, helium balloon, so they, they bought these balloons. And uh, so you can imagine just how keyed up these two boys were on the ride home, which was about an hour away from their apartment before the apparition. Well, they got caught into a big... Uh, traffic jam. So that made everyone a little tense because they needed to get back in time for the apparition. And anytime that a friend of Medjugorje and, a, and his wife Annette have the opportunity to be with, be with Our Lady, they always want to have the time to prepare for that apparition. They don't want to be rushed. They want to be in a prayerful mood. They want to be able to be surrendered, be released of all their concerns, all the stress of the day, and just be able to give their hearts to Our Lady. So when it became apparent that they were not going to get home very um, cl until very close to the apparition, 
they it, it made them a little anxious. And Maria and Paula at the time were living in a very small apartment. They so it was kind of close contact, um, very small rooms. So they had to run up the stairs into the apartment, which was like on the eighth floor. They hurried up and got their packages in and and began to. I know a friend of Medjugorje knelt down right away and wanted to start the rosary, but they didn't even have the chance to really go into the rosary. And he's thinking, he just has this disappointed feeling that, oh, this is not what I had wanted. This is, I'm disappointed in this. And the boys who are keyed up, they immediately go to the toy box and just strew all the toys out, making more chaos, laughing, running around the room. They're trying to calm the boys down and, and get the prayers started. And Annette's doing her best to keep the boys in line. And then all of a sudden, they let go of these balloons, and the balloons start dancing in the room right where the statue of Our Lady is, so right where Our Lady is going to be appearing. And Maria ends up going right into ecstasy right at this moment, except that the boys had taken a hold of an electronic toy and turned it on, and all of a sudden, Happy Birthday starts singing out right when Our Lady came. And, of course, there's no ability to reflect, to even enter into the apparition at all. So both a friend of Medjugorje and Annette were just thinking, what in the world must Our Lady be thinking at this whole disarray? So right after the apparition, they immediately go to Maria and say, okay, Maria, what did Our Lady think of all this? And she was really joyful. Uh, Maria's spirit had really just been lifted in that moment with Our Lady. And she said she she was really almost stunned because she said Our Lady, when she appeared, immediately turned her attention to the boys who were playing in the corner, smiled at them. And then bless them, just themselves, just the, the, the blessing was just for those two boys. And then she turned back to Maria and proceeded with her normal routine in the apparition and gave the blessing that is normal in the apparition for the whole world. So this was just amazing to a friend of Medjugorje, and he really questioned Maria about this whole apparition. And she said that she had never seen Our Lady just bless McKelly, her son, out of the blue. It was that had never happened to Maria. So this was thrilling for her as well. And she assured a friend of Medjugorje that it doesn't bother Our Lady to see the kids acting up, doing what kids do while they play or pray, while while the adults are praying, the kids are playing. A friend of Medjugorje learned that it's better to have an environment of children who play around us in prayer because just as a kid who grows up in, in the ghetto is affected by his environment, seeing what's going on around him by his peers and the adults around him, they're raised in that atmosphere and they're affected by that atmosphere. So if our kids are playing around us, seeing us on our knees praying, They may be disrupting our prayer in their normal activity of being children, but surrounded in a loving environment of prayer, of a witness of prayer. And just that witness has a great impact on them. And so over these last three decades in our community, our Sunday rosaries especially are not exactly silent, prayerful, meditative rosaries. And many of you who have experienced that know that. But it's among our greatest joys, our greatest memories are that, is that rosary time. Our Lady said to pray until prayer becomes a joy for you. Our prayer from 5 to 6 a.m. is silent, is serious prayer, is a one-on-one prayer with, with God among each of us individually. Our prayer at 7 a.m. is a serious prayer. That's the, the prayer that we start our, our day of work with. But this rosary is truly something that's come out of what Our Lady says. Pray until prayer becomes a joy. Because it's just a joyful time of our day. It's not a deep prayer. It's not a great con- contemplative prayer. It's just a happy time. Everybody works their appointments with their doctors or whatever appointments have to make around that rosary time. We don't miss that time. We shut, we shut the mission down. 
We shut our school down and the whole community gathers at this time. It's a social time, a joyful time. We meet over the rosary just like people meet over dinner. So we're going to share with you one particular Sunday rosary that just happened a couple of weeks ago that you can share in that joy of the rosary. Not so much a time of deep meditative prayer as you will see. But knowing that this does not bother Our Lady. So you might have to readjust your thinking of what Our Lady accepts in prayer sometimes. Because she wants families to be like this. As our kids grow up, we don't have to say much to them about when it's time for them to become more adult and join the adults in prayer, leaving their childish gains behind. They grow to want to become that with the adults but they have the freedom to be a child and be able to run around and play around the adults who love them, who are caring for them, who create security around them while they're watching us pray for them and and there in front of Our Lady's statue every day as a priority in our life is prayer. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of the Lord.
So that was a glimpse of our rosary in the field. And this is at the field of apparitions where Our Lady promised to intercede before God for all of our intentions. It's a holy and sacred site. And Our Lady blesses this way of life, and she blesses it in this way, in this manner of joy. And so a friend of Medjugorje continues. So the daily rosary has become something of, of a great joy for us. And then we do the Divine Chaplet at 3 o'clock, and then we do our, our uh, nightly rosary at the family or a prayer group on Wednesday or uh, Wednesday and Friday nights. That's structured prayer. On top of that, we've got our spontaneous prayer. So I'm saying that you're here, you join the community, and a lot of what we do is what you're doing right now. And we prepare in the evening, 5.40 or 6.40 here now, 5.40 in the wintertime. And so you're protected. Community life is protected. The Indians attack. The wagon train is going across to the west. They make a circle. Women and children in the center. The men underneath the wagons to protect them. Community is protection. And that's why when you go through conversion, you start yearning for people that are more like-minded. Because when you leave here tonight, in the middle of the night, 
you're leaving community, those of you even haven't even spoken to each other, you're around people that are praying people, and you're going to the Colosseum. And Colosseum is not what you think it is. You think your family's going to be nice to you about your virtues that you just picked up and things you're going to change that you've been doing for 20 years. And when your wife sees you or your, your children, whatever, carrying out the garbage at 10 o'clock at night, they know you hate doing that that late and you're whistling, they're going to be looking through the door. What got into him? And so when these things happen, don't think they're going to be happy about it because your change is not their change. And when you change, they get convicted that they have to change and they're not going to like it. The devil comes first to those who are closest to you. Jesus, we love you. Don't go to Jerusalem. Get behind me, you Satan. The first pope was called Satan because he was speaking on the voice for the devil. So don't be surprised where the devil's going to come through. Once you come here and you recognize what the devil is and who he is, it's easy to reject it. But not your children, not your parents, not your spouses, not your closest friends. The devil's the strongest to those who are closest to you. You don't think the devil can't have the top person or the pope that he won't get into the cardinals with all his might? It's the curtain of power. You have a curtain of power around you. Who has the greatest influence? Don't go by that. You go by the Holy Virgin Mary. Put your guard up. Be love, but be watchful and be on guard. And so what happens with the apparition when Maria comes is the three flashes of light. Our Lady speaks to her through this greeting. And then from there, what takes place is Maria makes her petitions. If Our Lady stays there, then she'll ask her something else. When you see Maria just staring at her, at her face, I told Father to get look at, look, was you able to see her face? Uh, was that the first? To, to, I always tell priests to look directly at the visionary's face. And a lot of them, a lot of people are just like, oh, you know, it's like a veil, something holy, I shouldn't be doing that. She's looking at the Virgin Mary, why would you not look at her face? I want to see their eyes. In fact, my first time I got, on October 6th, the second time I got in the apparition room of uh, October 6th, 1986, Maria's right here, this far away, leaning into the couch. The crucifix right here. That's the crucifix that's really at our, above our bed now because we received, we got this as a gift from the Father Sofco. And I'm kneeling on the couch right, on the side of the couch right here. And so Maria is talking to our lady and she's asking a question on my behalf. And I lean into the apparition and I get this close to her face and look at her. Because I start having doubts. Okay, this is supernatural. There's no question. This can't be happening. All these people and communists couldn't stop it. This is supernatural. But this could be the devil. And when I leaned in her face and I looked at her eyes, truth came through me. Because I was leaning into her, Our Lady. But I wanted to know, and I, I said to myself at that point, I would die before I ever deny these apparitions. They're real. I can't tell you what happened, but something very, very profound happened. Uh, when, you, when, you, when you deliver truth in such a, such a way, you, you can't deny it. You can't escape it. No matter if you don't want it, it's there. And so that takes place. So when Father looked at Maria's face, uh, Sometimes you have experience, but sometimes that face can come back to you. Just seeing those eyes that see the Virgin Mary uh, is something really to witness. So that takes place. Then Maria talks to Our Lady again. The, when y'all were there, she spoke to Our Lady several times. Our Lady stayed actually quite a long time uh, uh, compared to what her normal apparitions are. And so uh, Our Lady said something really incredible the other night. That was, that was the night they were there, right? She says, Our Lady, watch us. Did you explain what that is? When, when you hear Maria say that, this is beautiful. This is really something special. It's not every apparition. When she say, Our Lady, watch us, Our Lady goes like this. Every single face is looked at by the Virgin Mary. Singularly. Like that. So, And she does it. She says, she says, She's, Maria says, this is so beautiful. It's like she's counting her children. And she, she even does this. If somebody's like the spine. So, uh, you don't hear, we see this at our place in the community. We've heard it. We see our lady do it often there. 
You don't see it that much here. So that's a beautiful thing. Sometimes you see it even on this program. How does they watch everybody for, uh, look at every face, you know, when, in a five minute or 10 minute apparition when there's thousands of people? She does that. Mariana, did I tell you that story the other day? We were here. I was telling some people, they were asking about it. Mariana appeared, her annual March 18th apparition. She was kneeling down, and I could tell she looked stressed because I was in front of her, like, there was a big open space, and we were kind of out in front of her. And uh, after the apparition, Maria, Mariana later said that Our Lady, uh, she kept saying during the apparition as Our Lady was talking, as she was looking at Our Lady, these poor people, these poor people here. She just kept saying, poor people here. She says, you know, I've been kneeling here for two hours, and, and her, she don't feel like that. She says, I've been kneeling here about two hours. These people, they need to sit down or something. The apparition wasn't but eight minutes. For her, it was two hours. Her time frame and our time frame is completely different. It's really an amazing thing. So she can see Our Lady for a long time, read half the Bible or whatever, and for us, it's just a few minutes. We can't explain these things, but this, this happens. So Maria's apparition of the day uh, continued, and then Our Lady, Our Lady will leave. She instantly appears to the three flashes. And when she leaves, she leaves slowly to heaven. And you'll see the visionary going like this. And she'll stay watching for a long, quite a long time until she can't see her at, at all. And then that person's over. And one time in our bedroom, I noticed for years, right at the end of the apparition, something had been taking place. And you see Maria, right when lady appears, she goes, just, just for a fraction of a moment. And studying this, I, I turned to her one day and said, Maria, is it painful for you? Do you feel pain when, I, we, when you can see our lady no more? Cause I, she said, why? I said, because I see you wince a little bit. She says, yes. I said, why? She said, I'm, I'm looking at heaven. If she's at the flu, she's looking at our lady, there's no flu. We went riding, my wife and I and her and her husband in our mountains. We come down, she gets kicked right when we go to the field. The apparition, she got kicked bad. And I've had horses most of my life. And it's the second worst kick I've ever seen anybody get. She just leaned over, fell on the ground. We took her to the hospital. The apparition happens, and she's, she's crying. She still to this day, this has been 20 years ago at least, she's got tissue damage right here for horseshoe. So anyway, she, I'm, I'm saying, Maria, we, we got the apparition. We're like a few minutes before, a few seconds before the apparition. She says, you pray, she's crying. I see her rearview mirror. We're going down the highway. Our lady appears and instantly her face changes. Heavenly bliss, beautiful, no pain. When they see the apparition, she's pre-Garden of Eden. She's pre-fall of man because she's looking at somebody who is sinless and she sees heaven and she's part of heaven. She's united to that. And instantly when our lady disappeared, riding down the road in the truck, then Maria immediately went, started wincing again. So even in a normal state, because what she feels is what Mariana many times has said with children and with husband, why don't she just take me? Because just to live on the earth is pain if you're healthy. Have you heard of the new commercial, Texas uh, Superfood number 44, something like that? It says... I can't take it. I just feel so good. I can't believe I got a whole night's sleep. This is miserable. I can't even get sleepy in the daytime now. I wish I could just feel what intestinal pain feels like. I never suffer. It's, and, but it's, it's a professional commercial. It's hilarious because it's so serious and piano's playing in the background. You think they're going to say that. But her normal life is miserable to her state in the apparition. So don't think they don't suffer and how hard it is. It's like I told you the other day, a saint said he would be reluctant to, if he heard the Virgin Mary knocking on the door because with the consolation comes desolation. So you're going to go home to the Colosseum. You're going to suffer. It's necessary. Should you be in fear? Absolutely not. Our Lady says, for the one who fasts is not afraid of evil, the one who praises is not afraid of the future. So evil is dealt with by fasting. Prayer deals with the future. And so you can't do anything about it. And when things are going wrong and you've got problems, your answer is 
today I just leave the message. I can't do nothing about that. We tell people to come over here, don't worry about what's happening back home. We had a lady stand up and says, you know, I took this advice and I told my husband, my family, if my husband dies, don't call me. There's nothing I can do till I get back. And she said, if my house burns down, don't call me. What am I going to do about it? I'm here on Pilgrims in Medjugorje. And in some ways, you have to have that. We, send, we wrote this in our, your notes, so you probably read it. But <clears throat> I put that in there because this is how you live here. Retreat means retreat. If you're violating this retreat by texting or I'm going home or you do with the airplane people when they land, I'm on the tarmac. I'm coming out the door. I'm going down the steps. I'm going down the hallway. This makes me sick. I don't know why you do that. It's crazy. So when you're on retreat, even when you get back home, get away from this stuff. Say, today, I'm putting this cell phone away. Business, don't call me. My house burns down. I'll see you tonight. Husband, I can make a few arrangements tomorrow. Whatever you have to do. But you have to have solitude. Jesus had to have it. He didn't have a cell phone. And things were much easier and simpler that time. You've got to break away from the electronics. You have to. Or God can't speak to you. I brought a couple over here, Mary and, and Vita. They're from Birmingham. They were talkers. They were two tiny girls, always talking. And these two women, I watched them all over the, all over the fields everywhere I saw them. They were always talking to each other. They came to me in three days. She said, we could have got this in Birmingham. We didn't have to come here. I said, Vita, I says, every time I look up, y'all like two ducks quacking. Y'all y'all got to shut up. Get away from each other. God can't even talk to you. One day of doing that, they come back to me crying and says, you know, we heard from God. I, I, I understand that. You've got to let God speak to you. and He can't speak to you if you've been in conversation. Everybody's talking over each other. You've got to be quiet. You've got to give yourself space. Jesus was God, and he had to have solitude. He went to the mountains. He went to the desert. And you have to have a two-hour desert. Our desert deep prayer is at 5 a.m. to 6. I can't stand at that. I can't be out there, even if I'm sick. i I got to be out there. I start my rosaries before I go out there in preparation for it. And it dictates my whole day. Steal an hour of your day away. If I wake up one more hour earlier and turn it to prayer, the morning, the stillness, the coolness, everything is, is different. You're fresh. I told the girls and, and Jace, the guys this morning that everything's great in the morning. Everything's wiped away clean. Some people wake up in a bad mood. I don't. I wake up in a good mood. My, my wife wakes up in a dead mood. So... <clears throat> But through prayer, if you have that morning prayer, it, it dictates your whole day. You don't pray, your, your day is not going to be managed. It's not that the same problems won't come up, not that the same difficulties won't be there, but it's going to be different dealt with you because you have the interior peace and necessary energy, spiritual energy to deal with it in a proper way that brings people to conversion. Maria can get riled up. She gets frustrated. But when something really goes wrong, she comes into this other mode of peace. And she, she hunkers down. And you, I mean, you can see it. I don't know what she's doing it. And she brings peace to the situation. And, and I've learned that through her because she learned it through the Virgin Mary. And, and the worse the situation you get, minor things you, you, you correct and you be strong about it. But when it gets real serious, there, there's... There's a surrender spirit. You have to deal with it. This can't be fixed. All you can do is bring peace to it and then let God work it out. He doesn't need your help. If you're going to be helping God do it, you're going to be messing it up. Let Him do it. And you just do what He shows you through prayer. And most of that is always surrender. This is supposed to be a question and answer session. What, what did Maria say after uh, the apparition? She said that Our Lady came and prayed over us, offered petitions, and already blessed us. She, because she says it every day, she leaves a lot of details out. When, when we're in the bedroom, I, what a, you can tell them what to do. He continually asks her, uh, what's her, you know, what's her mood? Uh, what did she do when she prayed over us? Did she, How did she, she pray over us? Like she gets grilled. Maria's, details, she's in the... Minute details. Because, because I learned things that. So, sometimes she says, oh, uh, oh, she smiled today. 
She smiled today, and you're not telling us this. That's a big thing. Because a lady sometimes twinkles, she doesn't smile. When she smiles, the visionaries, they're used to certain things, and they don't see things we see. Uh, if you got a little toddler up here, I'm saying toddler, eight-month-old is crawling, still not walking, and an airplane flies over us, so you're going to be listening to me. That baby's going to be looking up there. Where is that noise coming from? Because it's detecting things that is normal to us that we, we no longer hear. And you'll see, you see everybody's witnesses with children. It's amazing what they perceive. A bird is, where's that sound coming from? And so we, the children, don't get to see Our Lady. And we're, I, I want to know everything Our Lady's doing because I learned from that. Our ladies made different gestures. We didn't know till years into the apparitions. Uh, so what was it? And I said, Maria, how come you never told me that? But it's so part of the apparitions, they assume everybody else knows it. Uh, actually, it was when she prayed over us like this. She prays. But, but we found out in the field after years of knowing this, that when our lady was praying, praying like that, that she actually doesn't just do this. She's actually doing this. What a friend of Medjugorje is referring to, that uh, because we can't see him, uh, Our Lady, when she appears in the apparition, has her hands, her arms outstretched with her hands pointed downward, and she's actually praying over all those who are present there. She's praying intentions for the people that are present there. So when, if you've had the opportunity to be with Our Lady in the apparition, She's praying intentions as she's laying her hands outwardly upon everyone present. And that's what he's referring to in the apparition there. Without moving her feet, all the way around, which is, is an amazing thing. She's making sure she's covered. You know, she could just do this. <laughs> I'm old. I'm 2,000 years old. My back's not... She, she's, she's literally doing that. She wants... She, she, when those things are told, she wants us to know that, that she's covering us. She's praying over us. I mean, every single one of us. And so there's details like that you pick up that really speaks of Our Lady and how, how she does these things. It's not words always. It's just sometimes our action. I came, I came to Italy. I mean, I came to here to, to ask Our Lady a question. I, I came here to speak to her. I want to be in her presence and speak to her during apparition. And so... Uh, <laughs> Fortunately for me that day, Maria was sick, and only one other person was in the, in the apparition. It was at her house, and so the apparition has, happens up here on the hill. And we're in the apparition, and it, I was thanking her for letting me be there because it's, it's beautiful just to be me and Maria or one other person. But anyway, there was one other person in the room, but I'm pouring my heart out to a lady who was really getting persecuted in a lot of different things and just, just came in telling her why I came there. I want to be in your presence. I want your blessing, whatever all the details were. And so... The apparition ended, and Maria says, Our Lady did something really strange today. I said, what'd she do? And she says, she did this. <laughs> I says, you're kidding me. She says, no. And I knew immediately what, what it meant. Immediately what it meant. And I said, well, what do you think that means? She says, she was showing us that she was listening. So again, since we can't see a friend of Medjugorje, Our Lady came and she was leaning her ear to the side, leaning towards a friend of Medjugorje and Maria, who are the only two present in the apparition. So as Maria is describing this to him, he's realizing, because he had come praying with a very intense petition to Our Lady, really asking that she would hear him. And Our Lady made this gesture of leaning into both of them in their petition with her ear pointed towards them, showing that she was listening as he's hoped that she would. And that's what I came here for. And so seeing those things, you learn about Our Lady. She is listening to you. If she's doing that for actually, it wasn't because I'm special. I came here with my heart and I was praying from the heart and speaking to her with the heart because prayer is conversation with God. It's not just praying Hail Mary is full of grace. It's conversation. And so when that happened, I know I have Our Lady's ear. And she said, 
When I'm no longer here, my eyes and my heart will still be here. She's, you're going to have her ear. And in fact, we got the Virgin Mary's ear as never a people who existed before us has had us in 2,000 years. Because she has a new efficacy to listen to us, to act on us and hear. She says, if you need me, call me and I will come immediately. You can't go meet with your, mayor, your, your mayor in your town, even if it's a small town. And the grocery store is just trying to get away from you. But the Virgin Mary, we can call her down. We can speak to her directly. It's an amazing thing. Jesus, God, the Father, the same. And so Our Lady is closing the connection of this of, and making our world her, to her children seamless. We live at Caritas a seamless life. Our children are raised seamlessly. There's no wonder somewhere in the life does God exist. It's so formed that, that that never even comes into their being. If it does, it's dispelled because it's not, it's not a possibility. They, they, if they know they have a mother and they have a father and they can see them, they know they have a mother and a father in heaven and a brother Jesus. It's not a, it's not a question for them. There's no doubts about it. I was raised in that environment. I never remember in my life going, is there a God? And I, I, wonder, I wonder how people wondered that because I never wondered that. And that's a blessing from parental environment and family environment. And a lot of people aren't raised that, so the people do go through these struggles. You know, God, where are you? Is there a God I do that? I, I had a neighbor who was, didn't have a father, better than us Italian kids, much better morally. But Sammy didn't believe in God. I lost track after we moved. He came to our house, and instantly after we, my wife and I was married for a year or two, and I started talking to him about God for the first time in my life. And he said, I wish there was a God, because I'd punch him in the face. And see, this guy was a better person than me. You might think, how could he be if he said that? But he had never had a father. He never experienced the love of God. He didn't know the love of God. And so there's people that, that's crippled this way, damaged. That's why he says, and I can tell you, he, he was better than any Christian I knew. So we are God to them. If they see God in us, if they see Jesus in us, if they see our lady in us, they'll want that. And he did, and he got married and became Catholic, which is a mind-blower to me. And probably it started from that conversation because I confronted him for the first time. And so, along with God's grace, giving him a special blessing, which, have y'all done that? Y'all did that in the cabin. You got efficacy. You, you, you're leaving here. Efficacy is power, new power, a new strength in you. So you got, you got something different. And don't think Satan is not going to test that strength or he's going to attack you because of it. Don't run around worrying about the devil. He's underneath this rock. or He's doing that the devil. Of course he does it. He's in every, I like said, every agitation is from Satan. Wow, that's my wife. That's my husband. You know, yeah, maybe, but Satan aggravates it. And so you have to take these things in stride to understand them and be at peace. You know, if you, if you, if you get flies at a picnic and they're landing on your food, do you just start screaming and start stabbing with the knife or the plate? You, you can't do nothing about it. You just show them where you just keep eating. You're going to let it run your food. You know, it's an aggravation, but you're going to let it get into your heart where you lose all your peace over it. I do. <laughs> no, I got a bad mittens. You seen those fly swatters? What's, you got to order one. Where do you get it from? Got to get this, huh? These are spiritual tools you you got to have. Because when I'm out in my office writing and I hear fly buzzing, it drives me nuts. But but anyway, I, your inner serenity is going to be more traction to those you need to convert than any words you can say. They have to see you. Gandhi said. He believed about Jesus. He, he believed in his teachings, but he never saw a Christian that made him want to be one. And so you have to be that. And in other words, Christians are, Christians are obstacles for a lady coming to him. Next question. Did our lady ever talk about the conversion of Russia? No, but she said, uh, Bishop Helentia is a bishop that uh, became bishop underground. John Paul II was close to him. They were close to each other. Uh, I developed a relationship with uh, Bishop Nihalinsa. And Bishop Nihalinsa came, he actually came to Caritas. We met here. Uh, I always remember him walking in our backyard, coming. He went to pray, he came back. And he said he's saying the Fiat of Prayers. He didn't have the book. He said he's been saying them his whole life, which you don't leave here without the Pieta Prayer book. Just all you got to do is go in there in the mission house and open up, read those 21 promises, and you're hooked. And you better get more than one because you'll get an investment of praying these every day for one year that you'll, you'll, you'll start getting paranoid about 
Where's my Pieta prayer book? Put one in your glove box. Put one in your purse or your, your pocket or your truck or work. Or have, have four or five of them all over the place. So the bishop in the is coming up and he's saying, he's saying the Pieta prayers. He says he says them three or four times a day, which I was amazed. So he's a really holy man. But Bishop Helensa, they, John Paul knew he couldn't get all the bishops of the world to do the consecration. I know if you're a Fatima person, you don't accept this because Father Gruner, Gruner disagrees with this. But all I can tell you is what I know about Medjugorje. And so Bishop Rohanlitsa sneaks in a statue in 1984, I think it's 84, into Russia. He told John Paul he was going to go there when they did the consecration with the bishops he could get a hold of to do this because the bishops he couldn't get all the bishops together to do it because he says if the bishops of the world will consecrate Russia then uh, she'll be converted and so that didn't take place because he couldn't get the bishops together and he was concerned more that they wouldn't do it after questioning a lot of them that they decided to do it at that date and so when that took place Bishop Helensa goes there, and I think he may have gone to the Orthodox bishops too, and they were elated about it. So he went, I think it, in Moscow Square, he went to one of the churches there. They did it, and they did the consecration. And so John Paul did it the same day with these others. So Helensa, tell us about this. This is huge. So you'll, you'll meet Fatima people that just fight you to the deathbed that this didn't happen. And the, cons the consecration has never taken place because the world's bishops never did do the consecration. But they did do it. Even the ones that didn't do it, the ones who did not do it, were not the bishops that were in Alay's bishops. And that's how I see it. In other words, the, the, because the whole world's bishops in unison didn't do it, they weren't they part of the church anyway. I mean, they're enemies of the church or, or not with God or whatever. So the bishops that really followed Our Lady did it, so her bishops did it. A year later, or several years later, we're looking this up. I know the story, and I remember the dates, and I see, I find a message on Our Lady, Queen of Peace of Medjugorje, and she says this. This is, it was March 25th, 1984, that this consecration took place. And in March 25th, 1984, it was the Annunciation of Our Lady. Our Lady gave a message, and she says, Rejoice with me. And with my angels, I thought, rejoice with her and with her angels. What are they rejoicing about? What happened? That's <coughs> Annunciation, but this is, she, all of heaven's rejoicing, all the angels. Rejoice with me and with my angels. And then she says this, because a part of my plan has already been realized. I knew then. Well, Bishop Helensa told me and what took place, that the consecration did take place. Many have been converted for the conversion of Russia, but many do not want to be converted. It doesn't mean everybody converted in Russia wanted to be converted. But I can tell you, after that, I went to Russia it was sometime in all this time frame. And what, what <clears throat> I know this, not just by this, I know this by reading all of Ronald Reagan's books, him meeting with Gorbachev, uh, Reagan and, Arle and Maria, Gorbachev and Maria, and a lot of behind the scenes, Bill Clark, the judge, written by King Gore, which was a very strong Catholic who was with the national security, uh, head of national security, and how close we come to war with Russia. When Russia saw they were falling apart, they were, all the Politburo, the communists, were together. They were drinking. Some of them got drunk, and they knew Russia was going to fall. And they got together and they said, there's nothing left for us to do to, to push the buttons. I mean, they literally were wanting to push the buttons and just send nukes to us. They were willing to do that because they didn't want Russia to fall. And so as this was coming, it's incredible stuff, things, things like this happened. There's another book in uh, The Red Rogue of 1968. They fired a nuclear bomb at Hawaii. Incredible story. 
This is all real stuff. Go back home and read it. You've got to read secular history to understand spiritual history. You've got to read spiritual history to understand secular history. They go together. If you don't do these things, you don't understand history. You don't have the right mentality, the right perspective to see everything. The Red Rogue, I think it's called the Red Rogue, isn't it? Have you read it? Literally fascinating. The nuclear bomb was launched. But get, thir get 20 years of apparitions. It's not in there. But Our Lady repeatedly stopped nuclear war. Repeatedly. Don't go home without that. American Express book. Our Lady, Our Lady has saved the world from nuclear destruction over and over and over. So this whole party is going on. One communist got up and said, we can't do it. And they were so weak in the resolve and, and half-lit and drunk that they all rescinded and backed down and they knew they were going to have to let Russia fall. So I go to Russia just before all, all this is happening. I go to Maria. We get a, a bishop there is in um, the Ukraine. He wanted me to come there. They sent word to me. So I said I'd go there. And I brought an icon. Had a blessed by Our Lady for Russia. And I brought a bunch of America's medals. Had them blessed. It wasn't uh, a good setting. But, of course, I was coming there as an emissary or lady. And Satan hated that. But I went there and... Landed in Moscow, immediately a fight broke out between two two groups of, of Christians, Catholics, Orthodox. I don't even know what they were. There was, I know there was Catholic bishops there, and and they wanted me to decide who I was going to go with. They started fighting over me, and I I, I I wouldn't get involved. So after about twenty minutes, they decided this. They put me on a train. We go to we we go half a day. And it was like in a movie. They move me from one car to another. I'm. I'm a bishop, they said, and the bishop was my secretary. He's supposed to do talking. I'm supposed to be quiet. And they, they said, don't open your mouth. I'm forced to open my mouth. They find out I'm English. So he rushed me to the other side of the train. We're doing this whole thing, cat and mouse. And, and um, anyway, it was not pleasant. It's not comfortable. And just a death cloud is in this place. So I walked five hours in the Ukraine. Uh, we had to, we got off the train, walked five hours down these country dirt roads, uh, close close housing. And anyway, we go through with the bishop. I spent two days with him, come back. So I, I'm saying I had the experience. We go to Moscow, we go to Moscow Square, and I had these miraculous medals. We go in Lenin's tomb. The guards are there, and you go right there. There's guards like every every ten feet. And I'm starting. I, the bishop, two bishops are behind me. A bishop and a priest. And I got the miraculous medal. I'm laying right here. There's a Leonard's down inside a concaved area, and he's lit up. He's still, like, fresh, even though he's been dead for 70 years or whatever, 80 years. And, uh, and so I got these Marcus medals and blessed on, and I lay them down there as I walk. Well, they start seeing this, and they're beside themselves. They're just like that. The bishop, yeah. And I figure they're getting mad because you get arrested for this. So I go all the way around and do all this, and I'm, th I'm throwing some down inside the tomb. And then we go out, and I get out, and these bishops are jumping up and down and saying, yes, yes, yes. And uh, then Brezhnev is Khrushchev, they're right behind that, and we throw that over the grace. Not that we're trying to bless it, but just drive the evil out. Two months later, they pull the guards out of the tomb and quit guarding it. And then from there, they just, Lenin fell in a lot of disrespect. You couldn't even, you couldn't even say nothing negative about, about him at that point. So I didn't do anything. It was LA's medals that did something, and then also a lot of contributing factors. So I'm just telling you this because you'll run into resistance. I've had people come here arguing about Fatima's consecration. It failed, but not everybody wanted to be converted. So Gruner argues it. Who's the other Fatima priest? Do you know who that is? Okay, there's another Fatima priest. And they'll just say, they come up with all these conspiracies and it gets everything complicated. But Russia, Russia's the problem. It's still a problem. But, but, but that's because the bishops waited until 1984. They says, if you don't do this, Russia will spread her errors throughout the world. The whole scandal of the Catholic Church just came, came, really came from communism. They, they, put, they put priests in the, in the uh, seminaries. They opened the door to this. A lot of the liberation theology in South America came from communism. So Russia's errors, we're still suffering from them. And, and what's going on with Russia now is still there. So you got residue. But today's come to do a purification and an exorcism. And today we re released today uh, a new site called Church Approval. 
I've worked on this thing for 11 or 12 years. Uh, the thing's huge. We only are releasing segments of it, and then we're going to release more and more segments. So when you get back home, people say, church, you, you go on this site, when you get back home and <coughs> study it, learn it. You want a library of everything we put out. Have it in your house, because if things break down, no electricity, no internet, you're going to go back and reference this stuff. And, and it's just cheap. If you buy these booklets, it's 15 cents, no matter what variety you get. You get five each because you'll run across somebody in your church that's in a situation of adultery or somebody's in a situation of this. this and it, there's teachers on everything. You just give them the, the short book. And again, that was a friend of Medjugorje speaking to the BVM Caritas Pilgrimage Group in Medjugorje on their last day today in Medjugorje with solid advice on life and on their going home and returning to their daily life, their daily walk. A friend of Medjugorje did mention the new site that we released today, and uh, there is a link on Medjugorje.com for that. If you want to go directly to the website, you can go to Vatican.Medjugorje.com. Again, that's Vatican.Medjugorje.com. There's a wealth of information there, and again, that is only a partial release of the website. There's a whole lot more that's going to be coming in the future, and uh, the time frame of how this has been worked on and uh, the time frame of it's being released is uh, from, you could, we can clearly see that this is from God, that this is from the Holy Spirit. And so, we end this broadcast today on behalf of a friend of Medjugorje, wishing you the presence of Our Lady, asking that you receive in the message, through the message today, what Our Lady has asked for, and that your life be joy, not sorrow, that it be peace and not war. We ask you to please remember us in your prayers, to remember us in your support. We cannot continue without your financial support and all of the things that are necessary for that to happen. We ask you that you consider this in a very strong way, in a very powerful way. You go and you read the site, vatican.medjugorje.com. Read what's there. See how your heart changes, how your mentality changes, how you're strengthened. This can't be brought to you without some kind of support. And so we ask that you please continue to remember us, not only in your prayers, but also with your financial support. And so on behalf of a friend of Medjugorje, Caritas of Birmingham, the community of Caritas, Medjugorje.com, and Radio Wave, we wish you Our Lady. We love you. Good night.
This ends the Radio Wave Show with a friend of Medjugorje. To listen or download free, go to medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com. Go to the left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. You can also order the show on CD by contacting Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.